and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and as ever I'm joined by my co-host Tom Walker. Hey guys, what's going on? Thank you everyone for listening last week. We did our best ever numbers on the podcast and to top it off we won another bombproof treble. Oh yeah buddy, absolutely swept it aside this week. Yeah we did, who was it? Um, Rotherham. Charlton. Good old county. Knots, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. really comfortable. Yeah, it was in the end. To be honest, there was not too much in terms of uh, drama, which was which was absolutely delightful. And uh, I've really picked up some form at the minute. You have. You've not had a losing team on any of your trebles for what? It's about four four weeks. Yeah, now, I think four weeks or so. I think yeah, one or two draws thrown in there. But yeah, uh, I can take half credit for the uh, for the joint. And then uh, yeah. full credit for the uh, one at the weekend. So yeah, on on decent form. Absolutely smashing it. So that's uh, two podcast bombproof treble victories in a row. We want to make it three. We think we've got a couple of really good ones lined up for you on today's episode. So look out for them later on in the show. Absolutely, we'll uh, keep climbing that profit ladder. Absolutely. So what we're going to do this episode? Pretty much the usual order of service. So. We'll look through the Premier League, the Championship, League One and League Two, and then go through the trebles towards the end of the show. So, shall we crack right on with the Premier League? Absolutely, yeah. Let's uh, get straight in there. We've got Friday Night Football this weekend, and that is Bournemouth v Brighton. Big derby. One of the most disgusting derbies, right up there with uh, Fenerbahce Galatasaray, this one. (laughs) Without all Uh... the flares. Bournemouth have got off to a pretty poor start, haven't they? They're uh, second bottom. They're only going under the radar because of the profile of De Boer, I think, yep. and Palace. Uh, because they've lost every game, scored one, conceded eight. Same yep. goal difference as Palace. Absolutely shocking. Uh, like you say, Eddie Howe seems to have avoided quite a bit of media pressure due to the De Boer situation. And Bilic also under a lot of pressure. So Yeah. They've kind of slipped under the radar, but there's been a lot said about Palace setting the worst record ever in a Premier League start, and um, so that's no goals scored in the first four games. But if Charlie Daniels hadn't scored that goal of the month against City, then Bournemouth would have exactly the same record. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that that was just one moment of pure class. Yeah. And kind of a little bit out of the ordinary. But yeah, you're right. In terms of, you know, run-of-the-mill goals... Nah, nowhere, so uh, they're really struggling. Brighton, on the other hand, me and you still think they'll go down. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's not true. We're not, yeah, we're not getting caught up in them too much. They've had a couple of decent decent results recently, but uh, yeah, I still fancy them to go down. I'd, I'd probably go down the column of draw for this game if I had to, which you can get at 11 to 5. Yeah, it's, it's pretty tough to decide um, who's going to win this one. I think both teams will probably be earmarking this one as one of the games they should be winning if they want to survive. Yeah, for sure. You always have to beat the teams that are around you. And, uh, you know, Bournemouth had a really good season last year, but um, maybe this year is the year where they they struggle a bit more. Who knows? Still very early. Very, very early. But you can get Bournemouth at 23-20 to if you fancy them. Tom says the draw 11-5 to and Brighton at 5-2. to um, You can get the both teams to score in this game at 17 to 20, which, as it's a derby, uh, could be a good one. 
I'm not convinced by that, to be honest. Brighton, for much of the season, have been goal shy. Bournemouth are dreadful at the back, but uh, they've not really hit the back of the net either. So, mm. not a bad shout, but nothing that gets me excited, to be honest, about this game. I'd probably just sit back and uh, watch it without any bets on, to be honest. Yeah, I think uh, that's the sensible thing to do, definitely. Let's move swiftly on from that one and go into the Saturday kickoffs then. So, we have the 12.30, and that is a big one. It's Crystal Palace at home to Southampton. Now, the news has broken tonight. We're recording Tuesday evening after all the uh, midweek matches have been played. So, the news has broke that Roy Hodgson is set to take over at Crystal Palace. Now, do you think that's the right appointment for them moving forward? No. No. <laughs> no. The guy's an absolute dinosaur, in my opinion. And... Um... Very out of touch, in my opinion. Really out of touch. And I don't know, I think that's a very unambitious appointment. Just a word on Palace. He is an absolute disgrace to football, to the club, to young managers trying to make their way that they yeah. sacked him after four games. Oh, I yeah, know absolutely. apparently there was pre-season disagreements and everything, but the fact of the matter is they sacked him after four games. Yeah. So... I think it's an absolute disgrace. Is Hodgson going to be there in three years? And if he is, where do they think they'll be? There's no ambition. Like They'll be mid-table at best. Is that good for Palace? Yes. Will the fans be excited? Probably not. No, definitely not. I think it's especially bad as well, that the sacking situation, because the chairman came out after the defeat at um, Burnley and said that they need to give him time. So then to say that on the Sunday... And then he sacked on the Monday. Yeah, it's uh, it's not good at all. But I think that's the thing these days, isn't it? There's so much money involved in the Premier League that as soon as results start to turn um, and start to go a bit wrong, the owners and the chairman get a real twitchy finger, don't they? They should see how much it is to uh, sack Scott Dan because he's been an absolute disgrace as much <laughs> as De Boras. Uh, from, from what I've seen, um, the whole of the Palace side should... Uh, be looking at themselves and feel really guilty because, uh, yeah, I was on De Boer's side. Terrible start. You can't get away from that. But no. four games in and, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, really not impressed with Palace. And, you know, I kind of had the feeling when Leicester sacked Ranieri last year, I kind of got that feeling where, like, that bitter taste. And I have it again with Palace and I... Long, long way to go, yeah. Apparently Big Sam sounded out the job. He, he distanced himself from it. The chairman apparently rung him to see if he was interested in going back, but uh, it wasn't for him. But no, again, he's, if they want to progress anywhere, they need to be looking beyond Roy Hodgson's, Sam Allardyce's, but uh, we'll see how they get on. They're two to one. So if you think Roy Hodgson has got any effect, then they could be backed at pretty good odds. I'd also like to add that I think this will be quite a low-scoring game. Palace obviously not scored a goal this season at all. Southampton also probably about as sharp as an eraser up front. So they've <laughs> you can back the under 2.5 goals market at 8-13, to 13, which isn't too bad really. Just goes to show how much we fancy that because I just said to Tom, off air, I'm just going to get the odds for under 2.5. <laughs> so <laughs> we both really fancy that. Uh, yeah, it. that yeah. will be at the tail end of match of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, let's move on to what I think should be a much more entertaining and open game. And that's Huddersfield v Leicester. 
you can get Huddersfield at 21 to 10. You can get the draw at 9 to 4 and Leicester at 13 to 10. How do you see this one going? I think it's going to be a pretty interesting game, this one. Yeah, entertaining. Uh, forget picking a result. If I had to, I'd go for the draw at 9 to 4. Yeah. Uh, Huddersfield were a bit unlucky away at West Ham. Like, they weren't played off the park or anything like that. So, you know, they're not exactly in dreadful form coming off the back of that. Leicester not got off to the best of start. They're 17th, uh, which would suggest that they're not really to be backed, but they've still got players like Mares. They've still got players like Vardy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they can still hurt teams. So, yeah. I don't know, maybe both teams to score? Yeah, well, you can get both teams to score at 4-5, to five, which I didn't think was too bad. And um, also that over 2.5 goals is even. So, I think there's some good prices to be had here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But that will be... Like you said, that will be such a more entertaining game than uh, than Palace-Southampton. My God. Oh yeah, absolutely. Moving on to the next three o'clock then. That's Liverpool at home to Burnley. You can get Liverpool at a very uninteresting 2-7. to seven. The draw is 19-4 to four, and Burnley are a big 8-1. to one. I can't see beyond Liverpool winning this one, but at odds of 2-7, to seven, it's not going to be going on any bets. No. So especially coming off the back of that absolute embarrassment at City. For me, I'd be looking at a very interesting 15-8 to 8 for Liverpool to win and both teams to score. Now Burnley mm. have scored at Stamford Bridge. They've scored at Wembley yeah. when they played Spurs away. They've, they've been good this season. Uh, they've hit the back of the net five times. So, that, you know, they're good for a goal. I think they will definitely exploit Liverpool at set pieces. And I can see them probably losing 2 or 3-1. Only are not going to be a pushover. No, no, I can certainly certainly see that as well, mate. Obviously, Liverpool are going to be without Mane for the next three games after his uh, Kung Fu kick on Edison. Coutinho, could he come back in? Could the Ox come in? They've got options in attacking midfield. Yeah, they have. I Like I said, I do expect them to win, but... Uh... I think Burnley have gone up another level this season. Dyche has took him up that little extra step. Yeah, uh, it's not a big step, just you know a little progressive step, and I can see him definitely causing Liverpool problems, especially if Sam Vokes plays high balls in the air. They're in big trouble. Yeah, obviously looking back to last season, these kind of games were typically the ones where Liverpool would struggle against those teams where you'd really expect them to be beaten. Where you know, they, they occasionally lost and drew and dropped a lot of points, which ultimately meant they were well out of the title race. Oh, yeah. Well, let me ask you, if a back four, well, back five, involving people like Mignone, Moreno, Clavin, you really think that's good enough to keep out any Premier League side? No, of course I, not. Of course not. No, it's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. I can't believe Klopp didn't... Uh, didn't strengthen at all. Uh, I know he tried, but ultimately he failed. Well, so. there's a lot more centre-backs out there that are capable, other than Virgil van Dijk. They must, yeah. Surely every manager must draw up a, a first choice. Then you, you think, OK, might not be able to get him, so I'll have a backup and a third choice, a fourth choice, etc. Yeah, that's just how you work. Yeah. People can praise Klopp for being there. I only want the best for Liverpool Football Club. Well, I'll tell you what. Ragnar Klavan is not the <laughs> second best option to Liverpool. 
No. Jesus Christ. Absolutely Klopp, not. Honestly, if Klopp gets sacked, he's only got himself to blame, in my opinion. Yeah, you feel like everybody can see it, but, but Klopp. Um... Yeah, yeah, this heavy metal football is great. I love it. I love watching it, but I'm not a Liverpool fan, so that's why I love it. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on to uh, St. James's Park. Yeah, let's move on to St. James's Park. And this is a game where uh, it's, it's a tough one to call. Newcastle, they're 5-4. to four. The draw is 9-4. to four, And Stoke, the away side, are 11-5. to five. And Newcastle really surprised me last weekend. I didn't think they'd beat Swansea. I don't think many people did. But they, uh, they got a good 1-0 away win there. Yeah, um, you know, with Renato Sanchez, Boney, like Swansea yeah. arguably had the best deadline day of any team in the Premier League. Yeah. So there's a little bounce going into that game for the Swans and Newcastle just squashed it. A little 1-0 victory and uh, yeah, like you said, no one uh, really expected it. Yeah, I think the problem in that game for Swansea was, they, as you say, they got Sanchez in, they got Boney in. Two players that obviously they've got quality, but really lacking in match practice. They've yeah. not had many minutes under their belt, either of them, in the last kind of few months, years. Yeah, Boney's been lacking match practice or match sharpness since he came to England, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> a very sluggish guy. But uh, uh, in terms of result, wouldn't want to touch it. Uh, I know I've said this a lot on the show already, but if I had to choose, I'd go draw again, 9-4. Yeah. to four. Absolutely, draw 9-4. to four. Yeah, definitely a hard one to call. Stoke much better at home than they are away. I'd avoid this one definitely. Yeah. Moving on to Watford versus Manchester City. Then you can get Watford, the home side, at seven to one. The draw is seventeen to four, and Man City are one to three. Do you know what? If City won two 0 three 0 it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. But at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me if Watford went and won this one. Nah, buddy, this is the these are the best odds for a long shot the whole weekend. Yeah. So you can see Watford winning seven to one is a joke. Absolutely. Stick that on with you know another team or just put a tenner on Watford, Man City. Yeah, <laughs> fully expect them to go and put two, three, four past them. They are in good form, but Watford they're doing well. They I think they're sat in fourth. Yeah. So they're unbeaten. Yeah. Drawn two, one two. Last week, obviously, anyone who listened will remember that we alerted you to the excellent odds you could get on Watford last week of five to one away at Southampton, and they they duly went and did did the business and won two nil. Absolutely, and guess who backed them? Tommy Walks. Oh, that will be it, buddy. <laughs> so yeah, I'll be doing exactly the same this weekend. I'll be putting a tenner on Watford just to see. Yeah, Man City, as we said, fully expecting to win, but if they don't. I'll be waiting. Absolutely. You can get the both teams to score on this one at 3-4. to four. City to win, both teams to score. 17-10, to 10. you can get that at. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. I can definitely see both teams scoring here. And yeah, something else um, you know you might, might want to look at is uh, Watford double chance. So that means Watford or draw, 9-4. to four. So Nice price. Yeah, that's a nice price as well. Yeah. So uh, if you want to be a little bit more cautious rather than just Watford on the nose, that could be a uh, that could be a little safer, but still very uh, very juicy price to go for. Yep, and obviously you'll remember Watford on opening day drew three all at home against Liverpool, and they were big odds that day as well. Absolutely. Moving on then to another game 
which I haven't got a clue which way it's going to go. That is West Brom against West Ham United. Uh, West Brom are 13 to 10. The draw is 9 to 4, and West Ham are 21 to 10. Is it just me, or do you see a winner here? Let's go straight down the middle again for the draw. <laughs> I know, obviously, profit chasers may be thinking I'm sitting on the fence, but you know, sometimes you have to notice when games are not worth betting on. For me, this is one. If West Brom hadn't been beaten away at Brighton, then I would be on on uh, on the home side at thirteen to ten. But that was a poor result. West Ham just got that win that Billich needed. It's going to be a tough one to call. Pick a few splinters out, out your ass, mate. <laughs> I know, yeah, fully sat on the fence, but uh, no, you're right I mean, though. I, I I jest, but you're right. I, it's it's not worth it if you're not sure sometimes which way it's going to go. It's just not worth yeah coming down on either side. And Nautovic is back in contention after suspension this week. And uh, four of the last five games between these sides have been over 2.5 goals, which is something you may want to consider, but I'd probably leave this game well alone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Moving on. Moving on then to the final game on Saturday, and that's the 5.30 afternoon kickoff. That's Tottenham at home to Swansea. You can get Spurs at 1-5. to five. The draw, which Tom may like, that's 11-2, to two, and Swansea at 12-1. to one. Are you going to come down on Spurs' side of the fence here? Um, I'm going to say that the odds make me want to be sick. <laughs> uh, one to five for a Spurs team with well-documented problems at home, uh, well, at Wembley, is just not enticing no, in the slightest. Not at all. They have lost one, drew one at home this season. Uh, Swansea, actually, have won two and drew one of their last three away games. One to five, not interested. Spurs will, I want to say they'll win, but I'm not confident enough with the Wembley thing just yet. Yeah, I think they'll win this one. I think this is finally going to be the week where uh, where they do win. I wasn't impressed at all by Swansea last weekend. I think they're going to take a bit of time for their new faces to settle in. Spurs looked really impressive last weekend against Everton, thumping them 3-0 away. It's true. And if it is going to happen, what a perfect game. But... Just one to five, like it just it just oh, bothers no. me. It's crap odds, rubbish odds. Yeah, it wouldn't bet on it. It bothers me. Much better opportunity elsewhere. Definitely. And uh, speaking of better opportunity, that brings me to the Sunday game, and this is much more like a Super Sunday compared to the dross we had last weekend. Sorry, <laughs> Swansea, Newcastle, Burnley, and Palace. The one thirty kickoff is Chelsea at home to Arsenal. So Chelsea are three to four. The draw. Is eleven to four and Arsenal is seven to two. For me on this one, Chelsea win every day, all day, every day. Last four games at Stamford Bridge between these pair, Chelsea three, Arsenal one, Chelsea two, Arsenal nil, <laughs> Chelsea two, Arsenal nil, Chelsea six, <laughs> Arsenal nil. Arsenal are a joke, and, and t- Chelsea will beat these so comfortably. It will be yeah. embarrassing. To add to that, Arsenal have only won one league match against Chelsea since 2011. So that's six years they've won one league match. And uh, that was last season, and that was a game which prompted Chelsea to go to their five-at-the-back formation, which then set them on the 13-match winning run. So kind of did them a favour by beating them last season, I think. Arsenal are a joke. (laughs) It drives me insane. They're, They're such a mess. 
three yeah. to four. <clears throat> although obviously we'd like a little bit better odds, I still think that's a good price for Chelsea. Yeah, just a tad under even. So I think I think it's definitely worth backing that one this weekend. Yeah, hundred percent. Moving on then to the final game in the Premier League, and that's Man United at home to Everton. United one to three. The draw is four to one, and Everton a fifteen to two. I think any ambitions that Everton had of breaking into the top six were firmly extinguished last weekend when they got thumped by Spurs at home. Yeah, absolutely. Can't remember the the user, but I haven't forgotten that I had a bet with two Everton fans on the uh, TFB yes, podcast you did. Twitter. I, I'd forgot that. Yeah, no, no, no. I remember, and I will dig that tweet out, and I will find them. Um, <laughs> that they said that they would break into the top six this season. Absolutely no hope. They're sixteenth, which is hugely under the radar. They're below Swansea, Brighton, Southampton, Stoke, Newcastle, West Brom, Jesus Burnley, Christ. Huddersfield, Watford, and I know it's early. That's what everyone will say to me, but. Not majorly impressed by this Everton team. Uh, they look lovely on paper. Got some nice players, but nah. Manu for me, they'll beat them nice and comfortable. 2 3 1. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Uh, no wins in four games for Everton. Red Rom is going to come back and haunt his former club big time. Yeah, well, saying that, will Wayne Rooney come back to uh, haunt his former club? Granted, he's probably driving Kuman crazy, uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> Rooney, Rooney, anytime seven to two. Well, I, I love, I love a uh, heartfelt bet. I do. You do. You are quite the romantic, aren't you? So. Uh... Oh yeah. So uh, that might be worth something if you uh, don't like the four to eleven that United are. No, absolutely not. Anyway, anything else from the Premier League for you, or shall we move on to the champ? Yeah, let's move down the leagues where there's not as many draws, please. <laughs> we hope. Um, Drawing out. So, to start us off in the Championship then, are there any on first glance that really stand out for you this weekend as, uh, yep, that's a winner? Yeah, so obviously we're, uh, as Tom said at the top of the show, we're coming off a um, we're coming off the Tuesday night game, so they've all just finished pretty much. So everything's kind of fresh. I like the look, obviously, how can you not, of Leeds away at, Mil- away at Millwall. Uh, how can you not? They're absolutely steamrolling it at the minute. I, for one, did not expect them to do as well without Monk. No. No, it, uh, Chris Wood, gone. Charlie Taylor, gone. Raff- a lot of outs. Yeah. And they're top of the league by a point, unbeaten. Yeah. Conceded was- two all season. They have looked so impressive, as you say. Lots of outs, key players out, key manager yeah. out. Drafted in this Thomas Christiansen from no, don't know where they plucked him from. Plucked <laughs> a load of players from all over Europe, and <laughs> they've just gelled together so well. It's incredible. It's like it's, it's like it's Watford Mark Two. It is. Yeah. I don't have a clue what's going on. It shouldn't work, but it is. Yeah. And uh, they're top of the league for a reason because they're the best side in the league right now. Yeah. Uh, 29 to 20. How can you not fancy them? No, absolutely. I think it's a great price. I don't think there's going to be too many chances this season to get leads at such good odds if they carry on the way they're going. So, uh... Oh, 100%. That's, uh, that's a really good price. We always say Millwall's not an easy place to go. But Leeds are on fire and you can't not fancy them. No, they're going to brush past anyone the way they're going, definitely. Yes. 
Uh, one that I do like is I do like the thought of Sheffield United to beat Norwich at home. I like that thought. Sheffield United have crept up to third. And remember, they're a newly promoted side. So they've crept up there. Norwich are languishing in 13th, kind of trying to find their way. Played seven, won two, drew two, lost three. It's very, don't know what you're going to get. No. But uh, Sheffield United have, you know, they've arguably, they've got the biggest, um, the biggest amount of momentum in the league. Yeah. Arguably. Because yeah. they absolutely destroyed League One last year and now they're sat third in the championship so uh, I like the thought of Sheffield United like oh, I said seven to five mate to, to add on to that they've had a great they're at home and they've had a great start at home they've won three out of three so far and Norwich have been really poor away from home so last time out they lost 4-0 to Millwall which is a shocking result then the yeah. game before that they shipped four goals again against Villa and Villa can't score for Toffee at the moment so yeah, so yeah, they're really, really, really uh, just an odd, wobbly team. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Sheffield United, for me, I won't take them all, so I'll let you take over with a, with a couple. Yeah, so uh, I'm assuming you're also going to say Middlesbrough at home to QPR. Middlesbrough. You would think. Middlesbrough 7-10, to unbeaten at home in the league so far. After a bit of a wobbly start, they finally look like they're finding their feet in the league. British Sombolonga's finding the back of the net and uh, they look not not amazing odds, but 7 to 10 is a bit more than I thought I'd get on Middlesbrough to be honest so I'm more than happy to take that price at home to QPR yep and other than that there's not too much else for me um, I do have a question for you oh yeah what do you think to Sheffield Wednesday away at Cardiff so they're 3 to 1 <sighs> which I think is a really, really high price for a Wednesday side who are currently sitting sixth in the league. They're going away to Cardiff, who are sat second. Cardiff have just been panned by Preston 3-0. Mm, nah. Nah, you, you, I hate going against Warnock. Always. I've said it since we started this podcast in February. I hate going against Neil Warnock <laughs> because he gets... A really annoying, gritty results when you when you don't expect it. He uh, knows no, you're betting me. on him. He does, mate. He does. No, for me that is not an attractive bet. Wednesday kind of stumbled past Brentford um, at home. No, not for me. No. Mm, okay. No. I tell you one thing. I do fancy though coming a little bit closer to our hearts. Forest Wolves biggest both teams to score of the uh, league this weekend. Oh, yeah. You'd think so, definitely. Oh, buddy. Four to six. Forest, Wolves, both teams to score. One thing I did see, which I do actually quite fancy, is Wolves, Forest, both teams to score in the first half. No actual statistics to back that up. Just fancy it. 17 to five. I feel like, you know. Yeah, I just just feel like it. I just think that that will happen. Sorry, Profit Chasers. Literally just seen that this second and thought, yeah. No uh, research went into that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I fancy it. So there you go. Uh, what do you think to Hall v Sunderland? So the battle of the poorly performing <laughs> relegated sides. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. If I had to go with anyone, I'd go with Hull. But I, I just, I don't even want to think about that game. No, I don't even want to think about it. Sunderland's team, when I looked at it on live score, on Tuesday night, it hurt my eyes. 
it's <laughs> it, it gave me eye ache. It's it's bloody horrible. Yeah, um, it's not doing yeah. well. Oh no, it's not attractive. It's got no. It's got almost no um, enthusiasm for the fans or anything. Leave that alone. Don't watch it. Don't think about it. What do you What do you think? I'm the same as you. If I had to choose a team, I'd choose Hull. But uh, I no, just don't. As you say, it's just like don't. it's like choosing which eye do you want to be blind in. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Right. No. You're going to be blind. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> move on. It's probably best if you're blind instead of watching this game. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Anyway. Let's move on to arguably the greatest league in the world right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. We love League One, and I don't know if anyone's seen it. If you haven't, please go onto the website and take a look because Tom wrote a blog post on how League One is the new League Two for the podcast. There's so much profit and value to be had in this league. It's great. Oh, I'm absolutely loving it. Uh, yeah, full on. Full steam ahead for League One. What have you got for me, Tom? Right. Well, for League One, um, I think Blackburn are back. We said oh, last, so week, back. Uh, last week on the podcast, we said they're looking good, but we're going to wait one more week. And then they beat Watchdale last weekend. And then on Tuesday night, again, they've gone away to Scunthorpe, which is a tough, tough place to go. And they've won 1 0 there as well. So they're at home this weekend and they're 4 to 6 against AFC Wimbledon. Uh, looks like a definite winner to me. Does that mean it's going to lose? <laughs> Nobody. No. That means it. That means it's going to win. Um, yeah, for me, this is an absolute shoo-in. My friend is a Blackburn Rovers fan, and he said that they won their fourth game in a row for the first time in 10 years on wow. Tuesday night. So, yeah, Blackburn are fully back. Wow, definitely. I also like the look of Wigan. They're at home to Bristol Rovers and they're 5-6. to six. I was really impressed with Wigan on, on Tuesday. They had a great 3-0 win against Charlton, who themselves are really high-flying. Wigan did lose away at Shrewsbury at last weekend, but you can't blame them for that because Shrewsbury are incredible and are going to be in the championship next season, the way they're going. <laughs> <laughs> See, we called them the burglars in the back door, didn't we? But they... <laughs> They've, they've, they've took over your house, kicked you out. <laughs> <laughs> they are not burglars through the back door anymore. They've got a key to the front door. <laughs> they Welcome, own the Matt, house. and everything. <laughs> Bloody hell, yeah. Shrews, on the subject to them. Sorry to take over. On the subject to the shrews, how can you not fancy them away at the schoolyard bullied Oldham Athletic? Oh, absolutely. 13 it's, to 10. Great price. Oh, yeah, thirteen to ten is a superb price. Yeah, Shrewsbury are just going crazy. They're going insane. Oldham, you know, they've stuttered to a draw in their last outing. So you know that was uh, to your to your amusement, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, held Fleetwood, I believe, was yeah, it? Yeah, held Fleetwood two two. Yeah, held Fleetwood to a draw, but uh, not this time. The League One juggernaut is coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a bit of value, I think, I think big value actually. Northampton Town away at South End. Northampton are eleven to four. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, since he's taken over, he's had so much effect. They've now won two on the spin. I knew this was coming. I knew you were going to cover Jimmy Floyd cash in the bank and his effect. He's smashing it. 
<laughs> you love him, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to not fancy him. South End are terrible as well. And uh it's a Saturday, three o'clock kickoff, so now Ranger won't be on tag. His curfew will uh, <laughs> will allow him to play as well. So uh, yeah, you got to fancy Northampton, I think, for sure. At least not to get beat. They're going to win. Southend have won. They're in nineteenth. They've won one all season out of their seven games. Um, Jimmy Floor has won more than that in the space of four days. Oh, go on, Jimmy. Yeah, well, you know, I definitely agree with you there. Uh, I'm going to take over a little bit and I'm going to remind you of a few shows ago. Um, so for listeners who have been with us since day one, obviously we took over the podcast when a certain Rotherham United were absolutely pathetic yeah. and we're getting panned every week and we're just, they were relegated in like September. Me and Tom made a bet that this they would finish... Up. In the top half, I said they finish in the top half. Tom said the bottom half. And they got off to a little bit of a sticky start. Granted, Rotherham, bless them. But they've won back-to-back games. They absolutely thumped Walsall 4-1. 4 four yeah. nil up in the first half. 5-1, I think At, it was. 5-1, sorry. See, there's that many goals. I lost count. <laughs> Rotherham now sat in ninth on 12 points. The same points as eighth. What do you got to say now? Early days, mate. You, you, <laughs> when you I see, gave you, you that reason, th- you threw it out the window. You seem to think that the season <laughs> ends in September. <laughs> this is this is classic Tom Pipkin. <laughs> classic. Backhand serving my own banter at me. Um, <laughs> There's a long way yeah. to go yet, mate. Oh, yeah. Uh, just, just for the record, profit chasers, uh, do not fancy Rotherham this weekend. <laughs> they are away at Fortress Bradford, and that one will be a tough game to call. 100%. But I just wanted to get that in there. Yeah, anyway, I thought you might. I've got a few picks that the profit chasers are going to love. So we got Charlton Athletic. My next door neighbour spots Charlton Athletic. Great guy. He is loving life at the moment because they've been terrible for so long. <laughs> so you can get Charlton. Okay, so Charlton off third. They've got a bit of a local derby, apparently. I didn't know this till I did research. Against bottom of the table, Gillingham. Gillingham played seven, won zero, drew three, lost four. They're bottom of the whole league, three points. Gillingham in London? Mate, I heard this was a derby. I researched it. Google says it's a derby. Right, well, there you go. Do your research. It says it's a derby. (laughs) <laughs> I, I didn't know until about three hours ago but it's a derby Gillingham's in Kent so I don't know buddy it says it's a derby whether it's local or whether it's just you know divisional whatever anyway <laughs> Charlton are 10 to 11 what a wonderful price absolutely wonderful price Charlton will do the business there in my opinion similarly You've got the posh. Now, Peterborough are second. So we're dealing with the high rollers in League One. They're away at Warsaw, who, as I just said, got absolutely smashed at Rotherham in midweek. Warsaw down in 14th. Two wins, two draws, three losses. And like I said, last one, particularly heavy. Peterborough, their last three games, they did register a draw and a loss. 
but they bounce back on Tuesday night and beat MK Dons. So nine to five for me is a wonderful price. Yeah, I can see that one. Absolutely. Um, so as we said, lots of opportunity, lots of value. I've not even looked, I forgot Fleetwood. Shit. Right. <laughs> There's too much to cover. <laughs> League One needs its own show. It will have it, that's it guys, from next week. League One will have its own show. <laughs> uh, everyone else can just, you know, stay on the original podcast. Yeah, no, we'll start with the League One betting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Fleetwood, quickly, they're, they're 11 to 4. They're away at Portsmouth. And Portsmouth are crap. I'm sick of people thinking, the bookies thinking that Portsmouth are any good, because they're not. Bog standard, mid table. They're in 13th. Played 7, won 2, drawn 2, lost 3. Minus two goal difference. Fleetwood, on the other hand, played six, won four, drawn one, lost one. Uh, and they're on 13 points in seventh position. And they're nearly three to one away at Portsmouth. I think it's good odds, good value. Oh, cracking. Absolutely cracking. As sad as it is, for me, that is the end for League One. Until next time. Until next time. Now let's pleasure. go back and see... This Swamp Donkey X. That is League <laughs> 2. <laughs> Do you want to start us off um, with Swamp Donkey? See, see what you've got for me. Right. I've got for you uh, Exeter. So they're currently top of the league. They are at home to Crew, and they're 5-6. to six. So Crew are not a, not a bad side. I'll give them that. They're currently sat in 10th uh, position, which is probably well above where they thought they'd be at this stage of the season. Um, Exeter, good price there, 5-6. to six. Yeah, played 7, won 6, drawn 1. Uh, best goal difference in the league. Three points ahead of second place. Six points ahead of third place. So well and, well and truly in the automatic promotion places. Yeah, I, I can't see why that one's not going to win, really. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that pick, buddy. 100%. Exeter, a couple of podcasts ago, they uh, did the business for me, and yeah, I really fancy them to do the same for the Profit Chasers this week. I've got another one for you, and that's Stevenage away at Swindon. And Stevenage are quite a big price. They're 23 to 10. Swindon have won two home games since last November, and the most recent one was in March. That Oof. is dreadful. <laughs> Terrible. That's that's really bad. That is so bad. And Stevenage, on the other hand, they're unbeaten away in the league this season. That's one two, one two drawn one, and they've only lost two away league matches since January. So they're they're pretty good away. Swindon dreadful at home. Uh, I think twenty three to ten looks like really good odds. Yeah, yeah, I like that shout. That's a good shout for me. Hundred percent. Are there any that tickle your fancy? A little bit. There's obviously it's League Two, so you know there's not too much going on there uh, in betting wise. Notts County, delighted to see them where they are at the moment. Oh, absolutely. absolutely delighted. It's so good to see. They really, really, really when they went on their uh, great escape. You know, we um, on the podcast we said, you know, look out for Notts County next season. Dark horses to get promoted. And they are smashing it. They're in second position. They've gone from relegation certainties 
to promotion hopefuls in less than a year. Yeah. Absolutely loving it. They are away at Crawley. Crawley, 18th. Um, you know, Crawley, very in and out team. Win one, lose one, draw one, lose one, win one. It's. I think that Knotts will have too much for them. Yeah. And Knotts Knots are, are 13 to 10. So, good little price there. Um, one also that I picked out, I don't know if you're going to agree with this because I feel like you're going to be scarred. However, I fancy Accrington oh, to God. bounce back. <laughs> I fancy Stanley to bounce back away at Chesterfield. Not, How do you feel about that? Not touching it. No way. Not, not touching it. No, you can get Stanley 13 to 10. Uh, Chesterfield... A very poor side, as are Grimsby, that uh, Stanley lost to. Uh, so that is granted. But I do fancy Stanley to bounce back. They're third in the league for a reason. Uh, they score plenty of goals. Uh, the joint most in the league, in fact. And I fancy them to turn over a woeful Chesterfield. Mm. Um... <laughs> mm, move on. Move, I'm going to move on to... Uh... A couple of a couple of both teams to scores. Uh, one of them, Lincoln Mansfield. Both teams pretty free scoring, really. And they met in the Football League trophy not too long ago. Lincoln won that one three one. So you can get both teams to score at four to six. And another one is Port Vale at home to Forest Green Rovers, and that's eight to thirteen. Pretty much the two worst defenses in the league. If you take out the midweek game just gone against Lincoln, Forest Green have conceded at least two goals in every league game so far. Jesus, they conceded 19 league goals in seven games. That is terrible. Absolutely terrible. It's so bad. (laughs) Yeah, currently rock bottom of the league, playing second bottom of the league in what is looking like it will be a National League fixture next season. (laughs) Yeah, that will be a dreadful game. Um, and on that note I think we should move on yeah. to what everyone's waiting for this is time for the Bombproof Trebles so dun, for, dun, those dun. You, <laughs> for those of you that are new to the show perhaps you've got on the bandwagon a little bit because we've had a few winners I don't blame you I'd do the same this is a part of the show where we pick out three teams place them in a Bombproof Treble and hopefully win you guys some profit so, at the end of the season, we will total up how much we would have won collectively and individually. So, we, all, we are also going head-to-head. All the head-to-head details can be found on our website, by the way, uh, under yeah. the uh, Bombproof Trebles head-to-head section. I'm on fire at the minute, so I want to go first this week. So modest. Uh, so modest. I'm on fire. Someone put me out. <laughs> uh, no, don't actually. So, I'm going <laughs> no, to go yeah, for one. <laughs> so, let me burn. So, I'm going for a League One treble. Wow, wow. Love it. There's so much potential, I couldn't look anywhere else. So, next door neighbour Kevin is going to be absolutely delighted because I've decided to go for Charlton Athletic away in the huge apparent derby at Gillingham. You can get Charlton at Evens. Blackburn Rovers... They are at home to AFC Wimbledon. They're four to six. And I'm going to jump on the Shrewsbury Town bandwagon. 
They're away at Oldham Athletic and they are 13 to 10. So £10 on that returns a very enticing 76.67. Wow, nice, nice. Uh, on paper, all teams should definitely win. But um, yeah, I like it. I do like it. My treble is going to be Chelsea at home to Arsenal on Sunday, and that's three to four. We're going to go for Sheffield United at home to Norwich, and they're seven to five. And then we're going to really count on the Jimmy Floyd effect. And we're going to go for Northampton away to Southend, and they're the big, big price of 11 to four. And all of, all of that pays quite an astronomical for the teams that are picked, who all should win, £157 back. Jesus Christ, profit chasers. I hope, if any of you are listening in your car, I hope you got your seatbelt on, because that would have <laughs> that would have flew you through front window. Shit. That is a big payout. <laughs> it's a big payout. I, do you know what? I'll be having it, because we always have each other's trebles. But, wow. That, I wasn't expecting it to be that much, though. That's the thing. It's not. It's not like you've thrown in like a. You haven't thrown in an Oldham. No. You haven't thrown in someone who's just dog. No. These are teams that, you know, we've we've just picked out. Yeah, these will win. So. Yeah. Very well. interesting. It's uh, it's Northampton and that have bumped it yeah, up. Yeah, massively, massively bumped it up. Um, obviously, we we say ten pound stake that will return you one hundred and fifty seven. If you are balking a bit at having Northampton in your treble, you could just do £5 stake and you would still get nearly 80 quid back. So if you yeah. want to be a bit, uh, you know, take a bit less of a risk, then you can still get a great return from that one. Jeez, if me and you pull it off, we could have over 200 quid's worth of profit. Jesus. Jeez. That'd be great. <laughs> from one Saturday. That's nearly a quarter of our season target. Yeah. And it's my birthday <laughs> this weekend, so that'd be nice. It's meant to be. It's meant to be. It is meant to be. Um, so, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up the, most of the show. I'm just going to run through the contact details. So we would love to hear from you, whether it's positive, negative, whether you just want to show us your bet slips, you know, share us some football-related uh, stuff, whatever. Best way to get in touch with us is on Twitter. It is 2017 after all. So... We can be hit up at T underscore FB podcast. We have a Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. We have a website, www.footballbettingpodcast.co.uk. And we also have an email address uh, for whatever reason. If you want to email us, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Thanks, Tom. And I'd just also like to add my little bits. If you do enjoy the show, made a bit of money, we'd really appreciate a rate and review on iTunes to help us along our way. And finally, fantasy football. We've got 23 people in the league now, including someone who has uh, entered from beyond the grave. <laughs> so uh, currently propping up the table in 23rd position is uh, Johan Cruyff. <laughs> Johan Cruyff Johan with Cruyff. his side Total Football. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many sides of total, total Football would have Craig Dawson, Phil Jones and Fernandez in there. But, uh, you know, he's doing his thing. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> thanks for joining the league nonetheless. Um, Yeti Tep is still winning, as I think he might be for some weeks to come. Uh, 
Mystic Meg, it, as we've as you've coined on this show now. <laughs> oh, buddy, if he hadn't have had Fraser Forster as his captain for some godforsaken reason, <laughs> <laughs> he could have he could have gone done a lot more. He had Trippier, Ericsson, De Bruyne, Lukaku. Any of them would have got him so many more points. But yeah. he chose <laughs> Fraser Forster. So, you know, Yeti Tep didn't get the lottery numbers that week. No, no. But uh, still wildly outperforming me and you. I'm in 11th. You're in 12th. Just uh, a few points behind me. <laughs> Doing so average. So, so average. But hey, long way to go, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Just a little bit of fun there. Everyone's welcome. If okay. you've already got a fantasy Premier League team, don't worry. You can join in and your points carry over into our league. So you won't be starting from the bottom. You can, you know, if you got 600 points, you'll come in top of the league. So Don't enter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't enter. No more teams. <laughs> no, not if, if you've got 600 points, don't enter. <laughs> yeah, cause, yeah, because you'll just do us in. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, that, I think that's it. So thanks for listening once again. We hope you've, en- you've enjoyed the show. Please do get in touch with us on Twitter or however you feel like you want to. Absolutely. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Onwards and upwards for the podcast. Onwards and upwards for your bank accounts. Absolutely. That's a lovely way to end it. See you next week, guys.